This is Chad Brashears, and you're listening to Never In My Wildest Dreams podcast. This podcast is creating a behind-the-scenes look with athletic coaches, mental coaches, and life coaches as we try to give you new ways, thoughts, and ideas to better your life. My goal is for you to discover what's possible in your own life. Whether you wish to create an amazing career or you're looking to solve specific issues within your life, these episodes will give you the tools you need to take your life to the next level. Now allow yourself a break from everyday chaos and let us step into your world and help you become a better version of yourself each day. Never in my wildest dreams podcast begins in three, two, one. Hey, this is Chad and welcome back to Never in My Wildest Dreams podcast where we are real people having real problems, giving real coaching on those problems so that we can become better versions of ourselves. Hello friends, we are finally in March. To me, it's one of the best times of year. We have the NCAA tournament going on, a lot of conference tournaments that are closing up and starting to close up. People are able to live out dreams and fulfill goals that they have set for themselves a very long time ago. And I really want to focus on being proud of myself and teaching everyone else how to be proud of their selves. To me, there's a huge lack of this going around, feeling good about accomplishments, feeling good about what we've done, feeling good enough, maybe worthy enough, acknowledging that we have put our heart on the line and just all the sweat and tears that we've gone through in life, put it out there and achieve those goals and achieve those accomplishments. And so far, I was contemplating and thinking about this the last couple of weeks or what we would talk about. Why is it that we have such a hard time celebrating ourselves privately, just within our own heads, but especially publicly with others and telling other people that we truly are proud of ourselves without seeming so cocky or arrogant? I rarely hear my students, friends, and other people around me talk about how proud they are of their accomplishments. I was recently talking with one of my friends who is living out their dream job right now. And I asked, are you celebrating your dream job? Are you happy? Are you acknowledging it? This is such a huge accomplishment for you. How proud do you feel of yourself doing that? The answers were pretty simple. Not really celebrating it because I'm focusing on exactly what I'm doing every single day. Am I happy? Yes. But my fear of losing it overplays my happiness within it. And it is a huge accomplishment, but I want to go so much further. So I think of many of us, we achieve our dreams, we achieve our goals, but then we diminish them so quickly. I know I have in the past and still really do. Well, you know, this will never really last. All the help I had to get here, I had some luck. Maybe my last name got me in the door. We never truly embrace what we have done in our lives for ourselves. I recently challenged myself by starting the hard 75 as a daily challenge. And with that, I've been having to read 10 pages a day on top of drinking a gallon of water, two different workouts, changing my diet and maintaining my diet and taking care of myself from a sleep perspective. It has been very challenging for me, but I have been able to accomplish it so far. The book that I chose to read is Be a Man by Garrett White. This has helped me look back at my life and how far I've come through some of my struggles into some of my accomplishments and what has made me strong. But also by writing this down, it's made me reflect a little bit on truly what I have accomplished, what I have 
gotten through to where I'm currently at today. And that's extremely important because we never really look back and think of all the positives. We always really look back and think of the negatives. And I want to talk about a little bit of both. You know, at the beginning of the book, Garrett talks about where we start. You know, let's say learn how to walk. You graduate from high school. You get over your first heartbreak, which could be a positive or a negative. You get your first job. Okay, accomplishments. Anything you can dig up is what he says. And just start making a list. And just acknowledge what you have done, how you have done it, and the positives in it. Then on the flip side of the paper, talk about what you survived, how you've done to thrive, and how you've created your life from there. And so at this point in my life right now where I'm kind of sitting at, I feel like I'm at a halfway point. You know, talk a lot about midlife, all right? So I just turned 40 this past year, and I really don't see myself living past 80. I know that kind of sounds bad, but that's about where I see my life ending. So anything on top of that is just going to be gravy. So to me, I'm halfway home. And in the last four years, I've kind of created Chad 2.0. And it's really been a new beginning for me. And, you know, you read the Bible, they talk about B.C. and A.D. Mine's more like B.T. and A.T., before therapy and after therapy. And I feel like a lot of people look at me in the A.T. sense and think, gosh, look how far he's come with his life. Look how much of a different person he is. Look how much happier he looks and more excited and vibrant he looks. I honestly knew I was in a bad place. I knew I was depressed. I knew I was struggling, but when you're so far down that rabbit hole in life, you never really know what you look like on the outside because you're so stuck on the inside. So to me, being in the BT world was one of those that I never ever thought I would see a day where I could wake up, go to a dream job that I was excited about, be able to help others, which I get excited about. And be the best version of myself. Because to me, I just tried to survive the next 24 hours. No matter how shitty they possibly were going to be, it was get me to the next 24 hours. And I really don't look that way anymore. Do I look for things to maybe rush by a little bit because I have something exciting that I want to do or that I'm really looking forward to? Of course, we all do that. But do I look to get through the next 24 hours? No, not even close. I try to cherish the moments that I have inside my house, the moments that I have with loved ones, the dates and dinner parties and dinner functions that I can go to that are enjoyable, the shopping sprees that I'm able to go on with my girls and with, my, with Sonia and her kids to Go enjoy time together and life together because that's the most important thing that you really have is time. And looking at this from the standpoint that I have, the 30 miles up snapshot of my life, the AT, I have been able to do all of those things well before what I was able to do in the BT world. And I can honestly say without the support of Sonia and her dropping my ass off at therapy three Januaries ago, the 2.0 version would never have been here. I would never have the strength or the courage or the confidence 
to build the person that I am today. And I am thankful for this every single day. And I acknowledge it every single day. I thank her every single day, at least once. Thank you for supporting me. Thank you for taking me. And thank you for always being there. And I really want to look at that in this episode. And I think it's going to be a lot of fun to just pause and look at what I've done. But instead of being self-fulfilling, I'm going to ask you as you listen to think about the stuff that you've done. Look at accomplishments within your career. Acknowledge the work that you've done in terms of how you have affected your loved ones. What positivity have you brought to the world and to your loved ones? Have you reduced the negativity and the negativity in your mind around you and the loved ones that you're around and your workplace? Are you a positive worker where you come in and you try to lighten everybody's day up and you get work done but you have fun doing it? Or are you a pigeon where you come in and take a shit on somebody's desk and then you fly off and everybody else has to clean up the mess? They're the people that you don't want to be. You want to be those positive influencers where you come in But you want just don't want to do it at work. I mean, you want to do it with everybody. You want to be able to walk past somebody in the hallway, give a smile and think, man, I probably just changed their day. Whether it be a student for me or a coworker, because we have the chance to impact others every single day. And I think if you take the mature approach to look at it from that standpoint, that you have the ability to make days better for everybody else, I think in turn your day will be much better. It's kind of a ripple effect that you have literally on the world. You know, when I teach something, whether it's in this podcast or my classroom, I learn from it and I hope and think that my students learn from it. And by doing that, I affect the people around me and I affect their world. Not just the one I'm living in, but the one that they're living in and the circles that they live in. And when it affects their circles, which affect their circles, which affect their circles, you take this little small circle and it kind of broadens itself out and the rings get much larger. And then when we look at the world that we step ourselves into, we can be extremely happy and know that we were the light that helped somebody else have a better day. And then we can celebrate ourselves by acknowledging that. Maybe we hoot and holler and toot our own horn, but we now have our own approval, our own acknowledgement, our own celebration, and it motivates us to do more, to show up in a much positive way with energy that adds not only to our life, but fulfills others. Not in a way that depletes us or beats us up or drags us down, but more in a way where we can refill our buckets because the people around us have so much energy that we don't have to constantly be the one that is pushing the energy and they're sucking it out of us. So I'm going to ask you this question real quick and then we're going to go to break and we come back, we can talk about it. If you died today, would you be proud of the life that you lived? And if not, how would you change it? We will be back right after this. Three, two, one. Welcome back to Never In My Wildest Dream podcast. I just asked you the question, if you died today, would you be proud of the life that you lived? You know, I take a step back and look at my life and think of all the positives and the negatives, okay? You know, when I grew up, I had two parents in my house. I was fortunate enough, I went to a private high school, I went to a private college. I was able to have a lot of very positive, good things in life. But what a lot of people don't know 
is that where I struggled with was the pressures that my parents didn't even know they were putting on me. I probably put more on myself because of expectations that were set. But those pressures beat me up and broke me down and really crumbled me all the time. And I really had to keep that internal because of this shell of a person that I needed to be perceived of publicly. And as I've studied my life and myself and my suffering and my pain, that's when I started to really grow. And therapy was the only way that I was actually able to take all the negatives of those things and start turning them into positives. And when I share my story, not just with you, with others, when I talk at different times, including my health classes, I'm able to show that my life is a complete work of art. And I don't think a lot of people understand that when you take a blank canvas and you start truly painting that there are missed strokes, there are brush strokes that don't look nearly as good as other ones. And you keep taking your brush to that canvas, eventually the colors blend and the painting starts to come to life and starts to become more beautiful. But if you were to stop on that original stroke that you didn't really like, you never would be able to get the true painting that you deserve and that you really want. And I think that we, in our worlds today that we live in, we see the brushstroke that we don't like, and I think we just hit the erase button. And we really just try to start over. And I think we're failing generations because of this. You know, I do work in public schools. I have coached for 17 years. I do see that there is different kids today than when we grew up and different expectations are set than what we had when we grew up. But we hit way too many delete buttons, way too many start over buttons. You know, it's okay to fail. And I think the more that we understand that it's okay to fail, the better off we are going to be. And I struggle with that sometimes because I don't think parents today want their kids to fail. But when they were kids, their parents allowed them to fail and they've been pretty successful. And I get to see this in sports. I get to see this in life. And, you know, some of the kids that I teach now and I coach now, I grew up with their parents, I'm thinking, man, your mom and dad didn't treat you like that at all. Like, why are you making it easier for them? Pain is okay. Without pain, there's no progress. Without pain, there is no more, I'm not going back to this point, I need to get my ass better. And courage is something that it takes to get better. And I can honestly tell you, I was scared to death to go to therapy. I was scared to death to become better as a person because I didn't know what that really looked like. I was stuck and comfortable in a bad place because I knew what that felt like. But with courage, I was able to get to a place that I'm now so proud of. And I decided to make that my contribution to myself and my contribution to everybody else to become a better version of Chad. Chad 2.0. Have I accepted my shortcomings? Of course I have. And I'll be honest with you, I'm probably more transparent than most people that you're going to meet. And I will talk about my shortcomings to you and my failures to you a lot quicker than most people will talk about them to me. 
because the only way you can truly heal is if you become comfortable in your own skin with who you actually are and were. Am I better today than I was yesterday? Absolutely. Am I tougher today than I was yesterday? Probably. But being tough and being scared and being loved, that's a demanding thing because some people are too shallow to actually talk about the truth. It takes something to tell somebody the absolute truth, whether it's going to hurt their feelings or not, and just be raw. I feel now that I can actually be that person. So as I took minutes and times and looked back at my very best, my very best are a couple different things. It's becoming a dad. I have two awesome kids. I've gone through a divorce, but without being married, I would not have those two kids. So I have to take a look and say, okay, I failed, but my best creations are those two kids. It's getting in a relationship that has changed my life and made me complete. And that creation has built and given me a much larger family that is much more connected and filled with absolutely more love. But I had to fail to get that. And I failed and got better because I chose to accept my faults and become a better person because of that. And when you show up, you show up every day. As a dad, a bonus dad, a fiance, a significant other, a husband, whatever you are, you show up for that every single day. And you ask God for a little bit of help every once in a while. And that's okay too. But when you reach out and you have that connection with those loved ones that you genuinely want to be around, you'll find out how wonderful, awesome, hilarious, fulfilling life and people can be. And at the end of the day, that's a huge accomplishment for me. Because I've only ever wanted a family, and I finally was able to get a family that I'm truly happy with and proud of. And I've only been able to do this because of the work that I've done on me. And when I look back at the work I've done on my brain, my life, my physical body, my spiritual journey, I'm so proud of how far I've come. I started with a lot of self-loathing, survival instincts, and trauma response. I did a lot of work to find my way back to forgiving myself with unconditional love and self-love. Mostly, I've committed to have my own back and tell myself the truth. Because telling the truth to myself and never lying to myself has been the one biggest key that has helped me. Refusing to believe the lies about myself or how others might see me have put me in a position where I feel that much better about myself. When people come at me and disagree with my life or my choices or who I am, I have my own back now. I stand up for who I am and what I believe and who I want to be. And I'm so proud of myself because of that, because that shit's hard. It's not easy to look at others and say, I am who I am, whether you like me or not. I remind myself that many other people talk about the truth in different ways, but the way I see me now and how I feel will always come first. And I feel accomplished this way. I feel as if I... I've acknowledged myself enough and want you to think about you in the exact same way. Do not compare yourself to others. You are who you're supposed to be, not other people's creation of you. 
Your creation is only meant to be yours and no one else's. Your little piece that affects other people, the people around you in your life, you have to acknowledge that for yourself. The one thing I've looked at since I started this podcast, and the podcast is really a huge accomplishment for me, and I'm very proud of the work that I've done and the confidence that I've gained in order to host this podcast. I am very proud to refer people to my podcast, and when my kids miss me and when I am gone, they can listen to it. They can go back and hear my voice and my stories. My grandkids can also listen to this. I can share my amazing experiences and teachings in my life And now that they are recorded, most can go back and learn from me, or they can at least go back and hear my voice at the end of the day. I'm feeling pretty good at creating this material and talking about it, but I look at how many stories that I've told that have helped others. And I feel like I'm kind of patting myself on the back a little bit by doing this, but if you knew my true struggles and what I have actually been through to get to the point that I can sit here in front of you today to tell you my story and my struggles in order that you don't feel the same way I have or have to have gone through the same things I do, it is a pat on the back that I think is extremely well-deserved and one that I'm very proud of. Because if you think about the alternative, it's absolutely horrible. The alternative is that you never think about yourself. You always just do what other people want to do. You never acknowledge yourself. You never celebrate yourself. You never put you first. No thank you. I think it's funny when people are like, oh, you celebrate you. You brag about you. You're narcissistic. I'm like, no, I'm not. If I have to be narcissistic to work on myself every single day by not hating myself, then your viewpoint of what's narcissistic is completely wrong. When the daily challenge of so many people are not hating yourself and you're trying to get your brain to go to a place where you're not good enough and not worthy enough and you have to imposter this facade just to survive, once you get past that and you want to celebrate yourself, you're not being narcissistic. You're being extremely confident because you have fought through all the negatives to get to that point. So when I come out and say I love myself, that was something that was very difficult, is now the easiest thing for me to do. I'm extremely proud of myself. That's because I went to war with myself to gain the confidence to say that. And this is why I genuinely force myself to do it as much as possible to be the example of how I feel exactly about myself. So it's fascinating to me when I want to celebrate myself and everyone else around me, it's not that I'm better than you. Nobody's really better than you. The only person you're competing with on a daily basis is yourself. But the work that I need to do consistently and have done consistently needs to be acknowledged for myself and for others to see that I'm proud of myself. When I look at the relationship I've created in my life, the friendships that I've created in my life, the connections, the love that I have in my life, I am filled with gratitude for myself for showing up every single day to be the best person I can possibly be. I am obviously filled with gratitude for my friends and how they have loved me and who they are and my chosen family that have been able to help me cultivate and create Chad, Chad 2.0, nobody else but me has been able to receive these gifts from these loved ones to be the best person that I am. And here's the truth. 
I know the one freedom that I definitely have as a human being is I get to choose every day what to think, what I think, and how I think. And today, I am proud of me. This is a good day. I'm proud of myself for showing up and doing me every day, making me better every day. And I'm going to keep showing up and I'm going to keep delivering. I feel like being proud of myself is such a relief from the hate and the beatdown I used to give myself on a regular basis. This freedom I'm so proud of helps me walk through my life in a completely different capacity than the one I used to. I'm now able to overcome internal obstacles and I'm able to step outside of myself and reflect a lot easier than I used to be able to. This is now becoming my mission in life, to be an example of what's possible to show others that we can do hard things and we create amazing results even if we have setbacks and failures in our lives. I want to leave you guys with one thought that I've been thinking of a lot in the last week or so and I heard this from Buzz Williams and it's kind of been motivation for me. And it's something that means a lot and definitely has hit home with me. And it's definitely something that I am proud of. I want to be the most famous person in my home. I want to be Sonia's best friend. I want to be the dad and husband that my boys go look at and say, man, if I can do that each day, I will have a great life. And I want my girls to grow up and go, I love the way that my dad loves and treats Sonia. And I want that for me when I get married. These are my motivations now. And these are what drive me every single day now. Thank you for listening to Never In My Wildest Dreams podcast. We will be back next week for another episode. And I cannot wait to give it to you guys. Have a great rest of your week.